This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Muckraking has never been easy. They're going to ban you and jail you. That's what the muckraker hears. It's been left to the muckraker to patrol the the boundaries of the moral order and to summon righteous indignation among the citizenry. If crucified for his content, he knows a new breed of heroes will rise up and in doing so, ultimately give hope to the hopeless. Be brave. Do something. Quote, I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. The author of those words in 60 seconds. To some extent, to a certain extent, you are in charge of your future and the future of your family. I mean, the things that you decide to do will either make things harder or easier in the future. How are your finances looking these days? Are you cutting spending where you can? Are you putting money back every chance you can get? Are you saving for retirement, college funds for the kids and things like that? Let me offer a piece of advice here. Now more than ever, you should uh, place a call to American Financing. This is a family owned company. And for the past 20 years, they've been helping people just like you get their finances in better shape. In 10 minutes, you can get a free mortgage review that could lead to you saving hundreds of dollars a month, maybe even a thousand. And the window on this one is going to close. If you want a consolidation loan or a mortgage refi or a new mortgage, save hundreds of dollars a month, maybe even as much as a thousand. Skip two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. Would that help your finances out? American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The founder and CEO of Project Veritas and the author of a new book, American Muckraker, Muckraker James O'Keefe, joins us now. Hi, James. How are you? Hi, Glenn, and great quotes you've selected there on the yeah. intro. Well, I think that's a. I, I think you're right on uh, target. This is where America needs to uh, to be. I've been, you know, I've been looking at the uh, words of Eisenhower going into D-Day. The eyes of the world are upon us, and it is the time to either stand up and be counted or kneel down. 
Well, that's why I said I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. This book, American Muckraker, I, I talk about the problems in journalism and the, the crisis of conscience that we as citizens face because we all suffer. In fact, the first chapter of this book is called Suffering. And people might be asking, why is James O'Keefe writing about that theme? Well, it's because, you know, people that blow the whistle on these institutions, a lot of the people come to us inside of these different departments, they do struggle and suffer. And, and, and I've personally uh, struggled and, and felt pain enduring the defamation and the, the lawsuits and even the incarceration and most recently FBI raids against me. But, um, you know, I think in life we all suffer. It's just a question of do you want to follow your conscience or not? And I think it's better to follow your conscience and expose what's what's going on. So I'm trying to create a movement of these people to do this. And this book is kind of a handbook. American Muckraker is a handbook on how to do journalism living in clown world. Ex- explain what Muckraker means, because it's an old, tiny, you know, early 20th century word. Yeah, it's from it's from about 100 years ago, 120 years ago. Teddy Roosevelt, uh, in this uh, passage, Pilgrim's Progress, he talked about the man with the muckrake. And what I, I define it as basically a journalism who does a journalist who does expose reporting, making public what powerful people want kept private for the wrong reasons. And I distinguish a muckraker from a corporate journalist because many of the people in corporate journalism merely represent, they act as representatives for those in power. They relay to us what they're told. And of course, you have to be skeptical of what you're told. You have to question what you're told. You can't just act in symbiosis with people in pharmaceutical companies and the government. When, when did we... When did we stop thinking that journalism is printing something that someone else doesn't want printed and and exchange that for public relations? Well, the second chapter of this book, it's I call it medium, and I do my best job of trying to tell the story in one chapter of the history of all media. I don't think there was a particular point in space and time. I think it's uh, it's gotten horrifically bad. In the last uh, two decades, uh, mainly because of the consolidation of um, uh, of tech and the decimation of the country's newspapers, lack of integrity in newsrooms, bosses don't are not willing to do investigative reporting because investigative reporting is extremely expensive. Some of our investigations, Project Veritas, cost us hundreds of thousands of dollars to do. Mm-hmm. You can't generate a profit doing it. There's no profit in this sort of work. In fact, you usually get sued into oblivion, and most bosses settle lawsuits. I don't. We've never lost a lawsuit, but it's cost us an arm and a leg. So I actually traced it to economics in the 1990s. ABC got sued by Food Lion Grocery for that undercover investigation. But journalists have been acting as ombudsmen since the time of FDR, when he was in his wheelchair, or JFK. And Mm -hmm. so it's a a long story, but I, I try to tell people how to break through it. Can I just switch to the news that you're involved in? You were raided uh, by the FBI in November because they said you had uh, Ashley Biden's diary. Can you give us a quick uh, synopsis of this uh, and what the latest is with your fight against the New York Times? Well, a source transmitted me uh, the diary, uh, a document, the diary, and and, and I tried to corroborate it. I I tried to authenticate it. I was fairly certain the diary belonged to Joe Biden's daughter, Ashley Biden. Most people don't realize Joe Biden has a daughter named Ashley Biden. I thought it was was hers, but wasn't certain, so I chose not to publish it. This was in October of 2020. Um, 
fast forward a year, a federal agent showed up at my home with a search warrant. They put me in handcuffs, threw me against my hallway wall, raided my home, and took my two iPhones, just my iPhones, not my laptop or anything else. Very unusual, by the way, and particularly aggressive to do it against a journalist. Mm-hmm. Um, on the search warrant, it said, accessory after the fact and misprison of a felony. Now, these are these are crimes that they are, I guess, looking for, but I have not been charged with anything. But to, but to even do this to a reporter, accessory after the fact, is completely unconstitutional. The Supreme Court of the United States, in a case called Bartnicki v. Bopper, protects the right of a journalist to receive a document, even if that document was stolen by a third party, so long as the journalist had nothing to do with the, the theft of the document. I didn't think the thing was stolen. I, I assumed it wasn't. Um, and it seems that and it's coming out now it wasn't. But, Glenn, this was a horrible and egregious violation of my rights. And, of course, what's even more egregious is that within moments of me being out of handcuffs, I got a text message from the New York Times national security reporter who somehow had got access to this information and knew the mm. subject of a grand jury subpoena. So this is what we're talking about in this book. It's also just the nature of our circumstances these days when the government teams up with media, which teams up with pharmaceutical companies, which teams up with the executive branch of government. It's really unjust. So how do you fight it, James? I mean, I know what you're well, doing, and uh, I, I really, truly hope that you win and you just take the whole system apart. Um, but how does the average person deal with this? What do, you, what do we do? Well, that's what most people are very cynical. I would say the majority of people are, are at least afraid. And the first thing we do is we have to, tale as old as time, stop the fear. And yes, we're nothing. And we're, we're not, you know, they have tremendous power. But I argue in this book, throughout the book, that that's, that, that's part because we give them that power, right? We're, we're, we're not alone. And there's a lot of good people in the government. Just, just two weeks ago, we broke a story inside the Department of Defense there are whistleblowers. There are people who see the truth, but they're afraid to lose their pension or mm-hmm. be persecuted or be defamed. So we got to stop wanting approval from these people. We got to stop wor- be worrying about losing our Twitter account and Instagram. We have to do the right thing no matter what. And Veritas has this whole whistleblower program. We've raised people half a million dollars every time they blow the whistle. There's life after whistleblowing now. And I think that's the future. I think it's a mass movement of truth tellers that bring reality, a cinema verite, that the images are more powerful than their ability to manipulate words in a newspaper. And I, I really believe that. You, you talk about tyranny and you say muckraker's natural enemy is a tyrant. Um, but I don't know if we, I don't know if Americans really understand tyranny. What does it look like to you? I think it looks like the scene in 1984. Um, which I've reread multiple times and I encourage everyone else to do it. And I cite it throughout this book when the protagonist Winston is being, is being interrogated by the tyrant O'Brien and O'Brien is saying to Winston, two plus two equals five. And Winston says in return, no, no, two plus two equals four. Everything inside of myself says it equals four. And O'Brien said, is torturing him. And finally, Winston relents from the pressure and says, okay, two plus two is whatever you want it to be. And it's a very important moment because, because the reality, there's only one truth. There's only one reality. You're not entitled to multiple realities in this life. And they're trying to coerce us through shame and humiliation and the terrifying power of the press to believe that two plus two equals five. And, and, and I talk about that in a chapter called Power. 
And it really what changed for me was when I stopped seeking approval, when I no longer wanted to be liked by the New York Times is when I was free. How true it is. Uh, And it makes you more frightening when you don't care and they understand you don't care. That terrifies them, terrifies them because they have no power over you. The name of the book is American Muckraker, Rethinking Journalism for the 21st Century, uh, from the founder of Project Veritas, James O'Keefe. James, thank you so much. Best of luck. Thank thank you, Glenn. You bet. Uh, You know, I like the, the, this is just another example of, of voices coming together. And saying the same thing, you know, when you hear it out of the mouths of two and three others, you know that there's something uh, happening and something maybe we should pay attention to. He's saying the same things in just a different in a different way. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. That's that's how we lose. We're Americans. Since when do we let us since when do we let our fear guide us you have to be calm cool collected you have to be you have to look at the intellectual uh, outline of the quote battlefield if you will but you have to look at it without fear i'm a guy who hid from most of my life up until i was 30 i you know, there's this great song from Billy Joel. I think it's The Mask. Is it The Mask or The Stranger? The Mask, I think. And it's, it talks about, it's, maybe it's The Stranger, and, it's, and you, it talks about how we all wear masks. And, and we, we, all, we all do it at some degree or another. And because you're afraid. You're afraid of other people or you're afraid of either what's in you or the void that you think is in you. That's all a lie. It's all an absolute lie. And my father used to say to me, you better fill in the I am. I'm like, what, dad, what is it? Fill in the I am. What are you? I am what? Powerful? Strong? Or if you don't fill it in, believe me, people in your life will fill it in. And you will start to think, I am worthless, I am weak, I am helpless, I am, I am powerless. Which one is it? I can tell you right now, it's not the second group. And I don't care what station in life you're at. I don't care what your education level is. I don't care. Everyone was born for a reason. And you have a circle of influence. And you're smart enough to figure it out. And... You're not just a viewer. You're not somebody just in the stands. This one does require all of us on our feet or we will all be on our knees. Which one are you? And don't fear it. I actually feel sorry in a way for my father's generation. My father's generation, he said, Glenn, you guys are facing something that you know, the world hasn't seen since World War II, at least. And I think it's going to be bigger and worse than that. And I said, thanks, Dad. And he said, but you know what? You're going to find out who you are. And he meant that in a good way. 
when you're not pushed against the wall, you just become milk toast. You just become what you are. You know, you just become whatever it is. You just kind of mold into it and you sink into the couch. But when your back is against the wall, you really do find out who you are. I hope to God our, our finding out isn't actually on a beach someplace like D-Day. But it will be something like that, either spiritually or physically. Be prepared. Because we win in the end. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Those are not just words, some dusty old catchphrase from some people in uh, powdered wigs once said. They are core tenets of the American belief in freedoms that have been hounded down to us by our creator. And they are the standard that is supposed to fly at the forefront of the troops. Where are we going? Follow that standard. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, the, the standard of tyranny... Shut up, sit down, do as you're told is starting to lead many Americans and it will stamp life, liberty and a pursuit of happiness out of existence. Your children and your grandchildren need to understand that banner. They need to understand that standard and they need to be the ones that are ready to lead the charge holding the banner of life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. You can help them do that. By getting the Tuttle Twins books. They're great for any age. Tuttle Twins will teach your children in detail the vital things they need to know on how to help save the Republic and why it is important. Tuttle Twins having a great sale right now. 35% discount on all of their books. Plus, they're giving away the activity books at no additional cost. That's a big discount off the normal price. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the discount. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids sane in a crazy socialist world. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Oh, my gosh. There is so much uh, going on today um, that, honestly, I don't even know where to begin. We've been talking about uh, the the problems uh, in the economy. Uh, the Dow is down. NASDAQ is down. This is the worst run of the stock market since uh, 2020. This feels a little different, but let's see. Do you know about the mass trials that are happening in Cuba? You know, being anti-communist and pro-basic freedom, pro-basic human rights, it used to be mostly bipartisan. I mean, they were American values. Now I'm not so sure because we overlook the, the excuse and the abuses in communist China because there's too much money at stake in China. I mean, you know, more and more people on the left are saying America has its own history of atrocities like that washes our hands from current atrocities. You can't judge the concentration camps in China. Why not? That's what one of the owners in NBA, you know, Golden State Warriors said on his podcast last week. So hmm, can't judge it in China. What about the atrocities that are happening, you know, uh, where there's not so much U.S. money at stake? Can we speak out about that one? How about the country in our own backyard, 90 miles off the coast of Florida? Do you remember the brief freedom protest that broke out in Cuba last night? The protest, the largest in Cuba in decades. And they happened too late because Biden was in the White House. And he said, oh, that's just people protesting COVID policies. No, it's not. 
predictably, Cuba's communist government has cracked down hard on the protesters, making mass arrests. One human rights group says in the U.S. says 1,373 people were arrested. Now Cuba is holding mass trials for 620 people who are still in custody. One is a 34-year-old father of three, a man named Mikhail Rodriguez. He was out buying food last July when he joined a large crowd just chanting, we want change. He was arrested and may be sentenced next next month for up to 28 years in prison. And that's typical. 28 years for joining a crowded street protest and saying, we want change. How do you feel about that? Obama supporters, because he was just chanting what you were chanting. The Cuban government is now sending the signal with harsh penalties to make sure everybody stays exactly where they are. Another man had to watch his two sons, ages 18 and 25, put on trial last week for sedition. One of Cuban government's favorite catch-all charges. They face possible sentences of 15 and 20 years. We are not the world's police, but do we stand for anything anymore? We make excuses for China. Biden hands Afghanistan over to terrorists. He can't be bothered to take a stand in Ukraine or in Taiwan or in Cuba's persecution of its own people. America leadership is floundering right now. Where is the man who will make the next tear down this wall speech? Because I'm telling you, it's coming. We have no firm leadership, only partisanship. Evil will thrive in that vacuum. We must fill that space. The Glenn Beck Program. On tomorrow's program, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about uh, this um, World Economic Forum Great Reset trial that they ran. They uh, ran a test case of a an economic meltdown, which to me is a sign that they think an economic meltdown is coming. Uh, that is my belief as well. Um, that's why I have asked you to get out of debt, to reduce your spending, reduce your, your cost of your loans, reduce as much as you possibly can, and to buy tangible things, things that have tangible uh, uh, access and value, that would be gold or silver for me. That's one of the things. Every single Maple Flex bar that you require now, um, the silver Maple Flex bar, extremely hard to get. Um, but if you can get part of them here now at Goldline, you should. Uh, Maple Flex bars are something that you can use uh, as emergency currency they are uh, a couple of ounces of silver that you can break up into spendable pieces all done by the canadian mint you can get them now 866 goldline 866 goldline or goldline.com blaze tv.com slash glenn promo code great reset the great reset get 15 bucks off your subscription to blaze tv i'm done with this question? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm done with COVID. Oh, I'm done. It's yeah. like I, I went so hard on COVID. I yeah, I remember. Sprayed the Pringles cans that I bought at the grocery store. Stripped my clothes off because I thought COVID would be on my clothes. Like I did it all. I watched Tiger King. I got to the end of Spotify. Like we all did it, right? 
No, no, we didn't all okay, do it. Well, well, here's the thing. A lot this of is very wise with Bill Maher. And then we were told, you get the vaccine. You get the vaccine and you get back to normal. And we haven't gotten back to normal. And it's ridiculous at this point. I know that so many of my liberal and progressive friends are with me on this, and they do not want to say it out loud because they are scared to be called anti-vax or to be called science denial or to be, you know, smeared as a trumper. I'm sorry, (laughs) if you believe the science, you will look at the data that we did not have two years ago, and you will find out that cloth masks do not do anything. You will realize that you can show your vaccine passport at a restaurant and still be asymptomatic and carrying Omicron. And you will realize, most importantly, that this is going to be remembered by the younger generation as a catastrophic moral crime. The city of Mm. Flint, Michigan, which is 80%, I think, minority students, has just announced indefinite virtual schooling. Mm. In the past two years, we've seen among young girls a 51% increase in self-harm. People are killing themselves. They are anxious. They are depressed. They are lonely. That is why we need to end it more than any inconvenience that it's been to the rest of us. I think this is what is sweeping the world right now. And if you know, we've said several times, what side of history are you going to be on the right side or the wrong side? Well, it's been debatable for at least maybe two years. I think about a year it's been debatable which way this was this was thing is going to play out was well. You, right now, if you are this big mask mandate, shut it all down kind of person, you really need to look at the facts. You have to look at the facts. Look at look at what's happening in uh, in England right now. They're back open 100 uh, percent. And you're on the wrong side of history. And it is going to be a massive moral failing. Yeah, and I think there's two things that are important about that clip and so many others that we've played recently where people like Barry Weiss, who's not conservative. Yeah. Uh, Bill Maher, who's certainly no, no conservative. conservative, is out there saying this is over and I'm done with it. One is that, or it's just like it, at one point in this situation, it there was a real split between I think the left and the right. The conservatives wanted to open things up and go, and liberals generally wanted to uh, to lock down, and that is just not the case anymore. There are a lot of people who are Democrats, who are liberals, who are moderates, who want this over with too, and are done with it. Yes, you hear a lot from the, you know, Gavin Newsom's of the world. You hear a lot from the, you know, Andrew Cuomo's uh, and his uh, his um, his clones around the, the country. And you hear a lot of this stuff from the media. But the, the, the truth is, at this point, the dynamic has changed. We should recognize it as conservatives and we should not shun all the people who we're on the other wa- side. Want Welcome. to be on our side now. Great. Great. We, Come on. Every every small business owner knows you need liberals in your restaurants too. You need liberals in your stores. You you this is not uh, this is not something where we can sit here and just say, "Oh, well, we we were right and let's punish you for being wrong." Let's welcome these people in because once we get people like Bill Maher and Barry Weiss and so many others in our group, it, the 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 tide is is not going to be able to be stopped. I think that's part of it. The other thing that I think is important to to recognize from that clip is listening to them talk about the restrictions and shutting down schools for indefinite uh, online learning and vaccine cards and restrictions and mask mandates and all of these things. Glad I live in Texas. 
Yeah, that's exactly what I got. Yeah, we not, have constructed we, a two-tiered society. The stuff they're talking about, to me, sounds like a foreign land. It does not affect my life personally at all. I am concerned about it because I have fellow human beings who are being affected by it. Yes. But it does not affect my life at all. I, I feel watching some of this stuff in the United States of America like I feel about a, a, a video about Ethiopia. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, these poor people are struggling. But it doesn't feel like it affects me. I know I can go to the store and get food whenever I want. Correct. But I, I have uh, empathy I feel the same way. for people in other nations. And I, I feel like that with inner city crime, mm-hmm. where like you see these gang shootings going on all the time in bad areas of Chicago. You know, I live in a suburb in Texas, and, and like, obviously, some of that could hit me. I could go to a city and get shot, and mm-hmm. crime can spread. Things happen. You're not going but to it, Chicago. You're it, all right. It's, it's, a, it's not an everyday concern <laughs> for me. It but it is something removed. you watch. And, and your right? empathy for the people affected Correct. by it. That's Correct. what it feels like here. The, the, the left and blue states have turned this country into a two-tiered society where I feel completely normal on an everyday basis. If you're listening to me in New York, if you're listening in California, you, this may be a totally different situation in your life. Mm-hmm. But it's been over a year, well over a year, where I have felt none of this. It had it, living in Texas, living in Florida, living in some of these southern states, and you're seeing this now with the economy and the job numbers, where hundreds of thousands of jobs are disappearing in every other region, and they're all going to the south. There is a reason for that. It's happening in mass, mass numbers that maybe we've never seen before in in the history so of the United States. Here's what I think really has to be understood. I have been telling you for 20 years, there is going to come a time where we're going to have the industrial revolution that took 100 years. It's going to happen in 10. We're in it right now. I've told you for 20 years, in the end, tech will be despised because tech is going to be seen as the enemy because it will be AI and robotics and everything else that take your job. And people won't know what to do. And you're going to have to retrain for jobs from every year to every five years in the future, you will not have a long-term job. And a lot of people, especially those who are my age and above, you don't retrain that quickly. You know, you just don't, it doesn't happen that way. And so what do we do? And tech, and I can tell you this, because I have been, Stu, have I not been saying this since we met in the 90s? Yeah, it's been a long time. Right. Yeah. I know because I read futurists, and futurists like Ray Kurzweil, you don't know if they're actually predicting the future or making the future at this point, okay? Because they're all at Google and everything else. And they have been talking about this for a very long time. But you don't hear any politician talking about it. You don't hear Google setting up big, huge training centers to retrain truck drivers who in six years, eight years, will probably lose their jobs because there will be automatic driving trucks, It'll be the first impact on on trucks and big, big jobs. You don't see them talking about that, do you? Do you see any of these big tech places? They're not doing that. Why? They know that this is going to be one of the worst upheavals ever in the history of mankind. You're going to have 100 years of change in 10 years. They're worried because I read them. I read their own white papers. They're worried about revolutions. They're worried about violence and riots in the streets and governments being overthrown. 
just because jobs. And then they're also worried about suicides. Where do you get your meaning if you don't work? Nobody's talking about this. And tech knows it. Because tech is going to be causing it. I've also told you beginning about 10 years ago, there is going to come a time when tech knows what tech knows. And the government is going to start looking like, uh oh, they're going to come for us. The people are going to come for us. And the banks are going to go. The people are going to come for us. And they will look to tech to protect them. With the promise that the government and the banks and the new world order will protect tech when the jobs are gone. That's the Great Reset, guys. I just didn't know what it was called. That's the Great Reset. And that's what's really going on here. The government is in trouble. The press is in trouble. That's why the press is working with the government. We're all in this together, right? Hoping that you're not going to figure it out. Because there's three ways for this to end. You catch on early enough right now and you stand up against it and we throw these bums out and we all talk to each other about the truth. Our life is going to change. How do we want it to change? And how are we going to how are we going to deal with this? And we all become adults. That's the white the right way to deal with it. The other is we all decide we're going to stay asleep and we just let them steamroll over us and we're in a virtual cage and when we wake up, there's nothing you can do about it. And you're just in that system. Or God forbid the third one. And that is we figure it out almost too late and you got to fight for it. And then it just goes, but ugly. I said this in 2009, I think on Fox, you think you think you are using these people as useful idiots, meaning the people like at Occupy Wall Street at the time. I said, but these people actually believe it. You politicians don't. You think you're using the global warming people and you're you're telling them we're going to fix the planet. But when they figure out that this is nothing but a giant money making scheme by the richest people and the richest corporations in the world and you never meant it. You were just looking for power and money. They will come to your studio and rip you out of the street, uh, out of your seat, live on television and beat you to death in the streets. That's the worst case scenario. And they all know it. You cannot lie to billions of people because we actually have we, we actually have skin in the game. You're telling us, you're lying to us, telling us, don't worry, we got it, we got it, we got it. But we're the ones that lose in the end. And it's not just one country they're doing it to. They're doing it to the entire Western world. It's happening now to the people in Ukraine. And what are we doing? We helped cause that. What are we doing? It, it, the time to know about what is coming is right now. The time to calmly, collectively work together with all sides of the aisle because the other side is waking up. Wait a minute. This is not what they said it is. Why are they still doing this with COVID? Why? They're asking those questions. You are asking questions. Why is this happening? The answer is the Great Reset. Know it. 
Share it with your friends. The eyes of the world are upon us, and only in America, only in America, can we actually publish this truth and get it out. It's now up to you and your neighbors to learn it inside out and take the simple steps now. Get your money out of these big banks and support your local, locally owned, locally run bank. Get your state to pass ES anti-ESG laws. They're now happening in three states, Texas, West Virginia, and New Hampshire. Support them and get them on the books in your own state. The time to act is right now. If you don't know what I'm talking about with The Great Reset, get the book. Glennsnewbook.com. Glennsnewbook.com. It's called The Great Reset. Joe Biden in 21st century fascism. All right. Uh, Bill Barr. You have to have a good backup plan in life. For me, uh, you know, if this whole radio gig, uh, gig goes south, uh, I got plan B. I'm going to be, uh, I don't know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a food taste tester or I'm going to be a food critic, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if nobody writes, I think it will be important for me to taste all of the food. And nobody, you know, nobody's hiring me to write for their magazine or whatever. I, that's okay. I'm still going to speak out about what's good and what's not. It's brave. It's brave. Mm-hmm. It is brave. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Stu. Thank you for recognizing that. <laughs> Built Bars. Let me speak out about Built Bars. They're made with real chocolate. I haven't had a single one that didn't taste amazing. They're healthy for you, low in calories, low in carbs, high in protein, high in fiber. I mean, who cares about that? Honestly, it's all about the taste, and they are great. So if you're trying to lose weight or stay in shape, Built.com. Great snack. It's a candy bar, but they say it's good for you. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Get 15. I don't know how they continue to to buy commercials on this, <laughs> I don't know either. Beck 15 get 15% off your order it's built.com this is the Glenn Beck program We're just looking at the market today, uh, down seven days in a row. This is the largest drop in the market uh, since 2020. It does not look to be uh, just a, you know, a temporary thing. It's down almost a thousand points at this point. Um, the Nasdaq is down. Bitcoin is has been cut in half. Uh, this is a signal to the Fed: uh, Don't you dare stop that money. Don't taper that money. You got to keep printing money. That that's see because when you print money, and then you raise interest rates to bring that money back in, you stimulate the market by putting some money out there. And then when interest, I mean, sorry, when uh, inflation starts to happen, you raise the interest rates, slow the economy down, and pull that money back in and destroy it. Well, you don't do that until you know the recovery is real. When did we know the recovery was real? During the Trump years, it was actual growth. It was people going to work, going back into business. It was growth. This is all bullcrap. We all know it. This is $9 trillion being pumped into where? I don't even know. And so none of it is real. So you can't stop the heart of the economy by turning up the interest rates and shutting off the valves of the money. That's the wrong time to do it. You have to do it at some point, but 
this if they raise interest rates and shut off the pipeline from the fed to of money we are going to see a massive repre- uh, recession and possibly a depression we may hit the mountain the side of the mountain this time around it sort of has to happen eventually eventually it does but remember when they first started talking about tarp i said okay if they're trying to land the economy in the trees as opposed to the side of the mountain that might be a good thing they weren't trying to land the plane at all they were like give it more money and it'll fly higher you're going to hit the side of a mountain at some point